الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله وسلم وبارك على خاتم النبيين وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين Dear brothers, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Continuing where we have started talking about the case of self-purification which is mentioned in Surah Al-Shams especially with after 11 swearing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that human being will be the only ones who will be accepted the only ones who will go to Jannah or those people who are purifying themselves. قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ زَكَّاهَا وَقَدْ خَابَ مَنْ دَسَّاهَا So the ones who purify themselves are going to be مفلحون That means winners And the other ones who are not purifying themselves They are losers So a Muslim really always should try to purify himself So it will be good enough for Jannah uh, We have talked the last time about the foods of the heart if we can say call it this way that every heart needs a food and this food really could be as we mentioned before a lot of things including zikr including istighfar and other things and we'll talk about them one by one we don't talk about that last week we talked about the case of zikr and we said that zikr is really mentioned in the holy book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so many times like وذكر فإن الذكرى تنفع المؤمنين الذين آمنوا وتطمئن قلوبهم بذكر الله ألا بذكر الله تطمئن القلوب and so on and also we said that the best zikr among all is to recite the book of Allah سبحانه وتعالى to recite the Holy Quran so when the person recites the Holy Quran he is making zikr and bluffs and that's really the best thing to recite the best words among the whole words we have is the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which is in his book, the Holy Quran. Tonight we will talk about the second food, if we can call it this way, for the heart. In order to make the soul, the heart, purified is the case of istighfar. Istighfar means, as we mentioned in here, to ask forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And... The forgiveness actually is to protect the guilty from the results of his sin or the sin and shelter it from others. Subhanallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most merciful. When he is forgiving his slave or his slave, he's not only يعني, protecting him from being affected by the sin, but also he's sheltering this slave from being Yani, famous with this sin among the others so they are not only one thing that to forgive the person only or the slave it's also to shelter him from being known by the others with this sin which is really a big mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we should always thank him for we have some eyes here to show the case of istighfar so we'll take them one by one to see what did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tell us in his holy book about the case of istighfar? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has guaranteed in the first ayah which is in the Anfal 22nd ayah of Anfal he guaranteed subhanahu wa ta'ala to this ummah it will not be punished with two guarantees 
that Muhammad, when the first one is Muhammad among us, Allah will not punish us as the nation of Muhammad And the other one is that if we are continuing to make istighfar, as he told us subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ مُعَذِّبَهُمْ وَأَنْتَ فِيهِمْ وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ مُعَذِّبَهُمْ وَهُمْ يَسْتَغْفِرُونَ So as long as Muslims are making istighfar, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not punish them in dunya. So this is a really a protection, a fantastic protection from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that if we continue making istighfar, we will be saved from punishment. So if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decides to punish a town or an area, the only people who will be saved are those people who are making istighfar upon this ayah. وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ مُعَذِّبَهُمْ وَأَنْتَ فِيهِمْ وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ مُعَذِّبَهُمْ وَهُمْ يَسْتَغْفِرُونَ So as long as we're making istighfar, we'll be saved inshaAllah by Rabbana subhanahu wa ta'ala. The other ayah about istighfar is in Al-Muzzammil, number 20, which is the last ayah, or last part of the ayah actually. He said, subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَاسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهَ إِنَّ اللَّهَ غَفُورٌ رَحِيمٌ It is an order from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to ask for forgiveness. وَاسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهَ In the Arabic word, in the Arabic language, if we say, if you find the alif and seen and ta, it means asking. Istirfar, that means requesting maghfirah or forgiveness. Istirham, that means requesting rahmah and so on. So, alif sin ta, this is actually in Arabic means that you are requesting something. Istaghfiru rabbakum means Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ordering us to ask forgiveness from him. Why? He mentioned subhanahu wa ta'ala that he is ghafur rahim. So, making istighfar is an order from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to us. So we should obey, because if the order from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the order from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, must be obeyed, as we know. وَأَطِيعُوا اللَّهَ وَأَطِيعُوا الرَّسُولِ The third ayah is about, it's three ayahs about Nuh alayhi wa sallam, talking about his people, his nation, nation of Nuh. He said, upon the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَقُلْ سَتَغْفِرْ رَبَّكُمْ إِنَّهُ كَانَ غَفَّارًا يُرْسِلُ السَّمَاءَ عَلَيْكُمْ مِدْرَارًا وَيُمْدِدْكُمْ بِأَمْوَالٍ وَبَنِينَ وَيَجْعَلْ لَكُمْ جَنَّاتٍ وَيَجْعَلْ لَكُمْ أَنْهَارًا In this ayah is really something a Muslim really always look, should look and, and try to understand. Nuh alayhi salam is telling his people that do istighfar. Make istighfar. Ask Allah for forgiveness. Because he is ghaffara. إِنَّهُ كَانَ ghaffara. If you do so, he will give you rain and he will give you children and money and he will make you, he will give you gardens he will give you rivers subhanallah, this all with one case to make istighfar that's why once Umar ibn Khattab went for istisqa you know istisqa is to make this salah which is known in Islam is to go in the desert and to make a certain prayer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to ask him for rain yeah, the desert areas, maybe people in, in some countries, they don't think they need money or water because they have a lot of it. But some desert areas, some areas where they cannot have water easily, so they are required or they are supposed to do the istisqa prayer, salat al-istisqa. So Umar ibn Khattab, once in his time when he was the Khalifa, he decided to take the Muslim nations to istisqa. So he took them outside of the Medina, the city, and he stood there and he started to make his <coughs> only then he was turned back 
So he said, Yeah, yeah, I'm Mu'mineen. That's Umar ibn Khattab. You didn't make an istisqa. He said, I did. I made istighfar. I, I have made requesting with a lot of, of, of a big request, which is istighfar. Just istighfar will be enough to give the nation the water. And he recited these three ayahs, which is Nuh alayhi salam mentioned. فَقُلْتُ اسْتَغْفِرُ رَبَّكُمْ إِنَّهُ كَانَ غَفَّارًا يُرْسِلُ السَّمَاءَ عَلَيْكُمْ مِدْرَارًا وَيُمْدِدْكُمْ بِأَمْوَالٍ وَبَنِينَ وَيَجْعَلْ لَكُمْ جَنَّاتٍ وَيَجْعَلْ لَكُمْ أَنْهَارًا Five cases. Just because of istighfar. Five benefits you give them just because of istighfar. So, lots of people who are really uh, complaining of that they cannot have children. They are ordered always to make istighfar. Continuous istighfar. Always. If one of our time he is next. Because this is a way to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give children. Upon this ayah which is mentioned by Nuh alayhi salam. It's enough for us first of all that istighfar is a worshipping. So when we make istighfar we are worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala means a good deed. And good deed means that our scale will be inshallah heavy in the judgment day. فَمَنْ ثَقُلَتْ مَوَازِينُهُمْ فَهُوَ فِي عِشَةِ الرَّابِيَةِ وَمَنْ خَفَّتْ مَوَازِينُهُمْ فَأُمُّهُ هَاوِيَةِ So meanzan in the judgment day for each person there will be if there is a lot of istighfar, a lot of good deeds that means the scale will be heavy so the person will go to Jannah as long as he is a monotheist as long as he is true Muslim even if he is having some sins and having some bad things if the Muslim is having كُلُّ بْنَ آدَمَ خَطَّاءَ as Muhammad told us in the hadith كُلُّ بْنَ آدَمَ خَطَّاءَ وَخَيِّرُ الْخَطَّائِنَ التَّوَّابُونَ every human being is making mistakes but the list among them who make a lot of tawbah and part of the tawbah is the istighfar which we see, see inshallah later on uh, there is a lot of ayah about istighfar a lot of ayahs but we cannot really build them in one night so I just gave you about three ayahs or three parts of Quran by this, and you can read the whole Quran inshallah and you will find a lot of ayahs talking about istighfar uh, one hadith which is narrated by al-Bukhari narrated by Abu Hayr which is in al-Bukhari that Muhammad sallallahu said wallahi إني لا أستغفر الله وأتوب إليه في اليوم أكثر من سبعين مرة. By Allah, محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم قصد. By Allah, I ask for forgiveness from Allah and turn to Him in repentance more than seventy times a day. Who is this? محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم. He's making seventy times istighfar a day at least. How many we do daily? Subhanallah. And who is this? Muhammad Sallallahu who is guaranteed with maghfirah. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala have already guaranteed maghfirah for him for all of his life. Sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Abundant hadith of Aisha, radhiyallahu anha, when she said, "Ya Rasulullah, yeah, why do you do this to you?" When he was doing a lot of salah at night until his feet start bleeding, she said, "Why do you do this?" While Allah Subhanahu wa Taala have already forgiven you all of your sins in the past and in the future. So in this hadith means, which is correct hadith, that means that Muhammad sallallahu was forgiven for every sin he is doing in the past and in the future also. I mean that means in his life, that time. Still, still sallallahu although he is forgiven, still sallallahu is making a lot of istighfar. What about us, we poor people, humble people? We are supposed to make more istighfar and more istighfar in our life. We have to teach our children. 
And I was so happy and so glad when I saw one of our brothers, he was driving his car with his young children, a girl and a boy, and when I stopped to yani, make salam to him, I heard his children making istighfar. Children of four years and three years and two years, they're making istighfar. So I asked him, why, why are they doing this? He said, I have taught them already to make istighfar any time they have a chance to do so. Subhanallah. And you will find that istighfar will open you a lot of doors. Will give you a lot of, subhanallah, even if you are in a traffic jam. And you make istighfar, subhanallah, the traffic jam move. Wallahi, I have seen this by my own eyes. So many times, some good brothers like you, they stuck into a traffic jam and they make istighfar. Subhanallah, the traffic jam goes. Somebody says, yeah, Sheikh Shahadah, talk, talk sense. What do you mean istighfar will move yani the, the istighfar will move the car, will push the car? No, Allah will take care of it. The one who told us to make istighfar, he promised us to take care of us. It is a connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Astaghfirullah. You are asking Allah to make forgiveness to you. So it's not so easy. If Muhammad sallallahu is making 70 times a day at least, istighfar, astaghfirullah, 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 astaghfirullah. It means, what about us? We're supposed to make more and more because we're having a lot of sins. We're having a lot of troubles in our life. So we need istighfar. And also it's enough for istighfar to say that istighfar is reminding us to Allah. And this is another dhikr we're supposed to stick to. You can ask Allah for everything. But istighfar is a continuous dhikr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Astaghfirullah. Anytime. Anytime we are, except if you are in dirty places like the bathroom and so on. But if you are anywhere in your car, if you are in traffic jam, if you are in lying in your bed before you sleep, if you are doing your work, you can make istighfar. And that's so easy, so simple. Will not cost anything. And as I told you before that Sheikh bin Baz, rahimahullah, he used, I have heard him so many times, while he is uh, hearing the questions to answer for fatwa, he was making istighfar. Subhanallah. So it's just you make your tongue, yani, used to make istighfar. You will continue istighfar. And this istighfar will make your life, inshallah, happy and will make your judgment day, the best life, the true life, better than this life, inshallah. From istighfar, although I said, you know, there's a lot of hadith about Muhammad sallallahu in the case of istighfar, same as the ayahs that we said, also there's a lot of ayahs about istighfar, we go to another step to the case of tawbah. And tawbah, or At-Tawbah, which is in Arabic, A-T-T-A, that means At-Tawbah, not Al-Tawbah, it's At-Tawbah. That's Arabic, they have two kinds of L. One L is uh, pronounced, and the other one is not pronounced. Let's say Al-Shams. It is say Al-Shams, you say Al-Shams. But Al-Qamar, Al-Qamar, the moon, yeah. So, there are two L in Arabic, we should take care of them. At-Tawbah is to repent from all sins or single sin. Or a single sin. What do you mean by all sins or single sins? Yani, tawbah is not a must for every, all the sins in the same time. That's why you need some people to say, Ya Shaykh, Wallah, he's doing some ba- two, three, four things which is bad and not allowed in Islam. And I tell him, Ya Shaykh, why you do this? He says, Wallah, I have more than this, I cannot, I have to make tawbah once for all of them. No, not true. Yani, if he is not capable of making tawbah from one sin, he should make the other from the other sin. Yani a person who is, who is addicted to drugs and he is not praying with jama'ah. Say, no, no, I will not, I will not pray with jama'ah until I am repenting from drugs also. No, he is not 
نترك is the case of as long as he is a monotheist a muhid a muslim he should do his best to repent from as much as he can even a single case single sin he should make repentance from it so there is no connection don't stick them all together don't use them as a group handling no take them one by one even if you can if a person is falling into four or five sins in the same time he can take yani, one of them he make repent he repents from it and the other is still there okay fine they are four they are five because they became four so another one he became three another one so doesn't have to be all in the same time because he may not be capable to make a tawbah or repentance at the same time so at least he can take one by one one day he will find himself that he's already repented from all these sins so he is clear his heart is purified repentance and istighfar plus also dhikr what are they going to affect the heart of a human being it will purify the heart it will purify the self why because this is getting closer to Allah it's like you are cleaning your heart every time if you have an, an office or a room and you are daily telling your wife or your housemaid to move the dust it will be easy just one this and ma'asalam to be clean and shiny but if you leave it for a long time this must dust will be in and it's not going to be easy to move this dust so istighfar and tawbah and dhikr this will make your heart cleaning cleaner cleaned every day every time so cleaning the heart day by day time by time means the heart will be clean will be pure pure so when it is pure when the self is pure then when the soul is pure then he deserves Jannah but if it's not pure it will not deserve Jannah if it's not pure in life it will be pure in Jahannam and for some time then he will go to Jannah that's what we know as long as we know as far as we know in, in the Ahl Sunnah or Jama'ah creed or understanding or belief that a Muslim who is a monotheist who is puring himself in life when he dies he goes to Jannah directly including his 70 people that Muhammad mentioned in the hadith of Hussain and Akkash ibn Muhsin when he said there will be 70 of my nation 70,000 of my nation will go to Jannah without even accounting directly up from death resurrection directly to Jannah Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar this ask Allah to make us part of this but those other people who are not purifying themselves their hearts still having some sins then they will be accounted in the judgment day they will be asked they will be scaled so if they are good deeds more than their bad deeds then they will go to Jannah but if their bad deeds are more ah, then unless Allah forgive them in the first place unless Muhammad Wasallam make shafa'a for them unless the other people make shafa'a for them like shuhada, like uh, yani shaheed or children and so on otherwise they will go to Jahannam Billah, for a certain time depends on how much bad deeds they have and after they are purified by Jahannam then they will go to Jannah and nobody knows how, how long it will be they are purifying how long it will take one year ten years, one million years who can put his finger into, into, into hell, into a fire of dunya, which is 
يعني less than جهنم 70 times put the finger into the oven just one finger can you you cannot suffer nobody can suffer what about جهنم with the whole body is there نعوذ بالله may Allah سبحانه وتعالى save us all of us Tawbah will be accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but with some conditions yani just to say I want to make Tawbah is not enough there are some conditions to, to, for Tawbah to be accepted the first condition is to feel sorry for doing this sin first of all before making Tawbah he must feel inside that he has made wrong and he is so sorry to do this he is so sorry to leave Jama'ah not to pray with Jama'ah He is so sorry that today he did not pray Al-Fajr with Jama'ah or he did not pray at all, A'udhu Billah. That's the first case. If he is not feeling sorry, then his Tawbah is not accepted, even if he is stubborn. This condition is a must. He must feel sorry for doing this bad thing he has done. Second thing is to stop the sin, if it's continuous. A person who is drinking alcohol, and if he is so sorry to drink alcohol and he wants to repent, But he, does not, he did not stop. He's still drinking. I say, oh, I'm making tawbah now. But he's still continuing. So he does stop. And subhanallah, if you remember the story about Sahaba. Okay, of course, you remember that in the beginning of Islam, alcohol was not prohibited. It was not forbidden. But it came gradually. The last ayah came to say that al-khamr or alcohol totally haram. What did the Sahaba do? When they heard the ayah, they said, Khas, we stopped. One of them was raising the glass to drink, glass of alcohol. When he heard the ayah, he turned it back. Another one put his finger into his stomach and took out what was there. Obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the streets of Al-Madinah, The next day was full of alcohol which is spoiled there. Subhanallah. See how Sahaba received the orders of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The orders of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. No time to lose. Directly obey. And I told you also about another fantastic example of Abdullah bin Rawah radiallahu anhu arrah when he was walking in the street to come to the masjid of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Before he gets into the masjid, He heard Rasulullah on the member telling the Sahaba sit down. So he sat down in the street. In the street outside of the masjid. So some people passed by coming to the masjid and saw Abdullah uh, Rawah sitting on the street. Say, what, what are you doing here, Ya Abu Muhammad? What are you doing here? He said, Wallah, I heard Muhammad saying, sit down. So I sat down. In the street, not yet in the masjid. But this is the case of Sahaba when they have full obedience of Allah and for Rasulullah sallallahu How are we going to do the same thing? When we hear an ayah to tell us to not to do something, we have to stop. When we understand this ayah telling us this, do this thing, how should we do it? Allah is ordering us to make istighfar. Astaghfirullah. إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه اللهم صل على محمد صلوا هو الأوردر to make صلاة on محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم so make صلاة on محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم directly don't hesitate 
Don't hesitate to obey the orders of Allah and orders of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If you do so, if you do it directly, then you will be a good mu'min. Allah will love you. Allah will help you. Allah will take care of you. Allah waliyu alladheena amanu. When Allah is wali for us, He's taking care of us. And if Allah is with us, why do we care about the others? Why are we afraid of the others if Allah is taking care of us? The third condition for Tawbah is to have true intention not to go back or to come back to this sin or to do this sin again. And he stopped today not to think, okay, after after one week I'll do this again. But now I stop. I'm sorry for doing this. I stop it now. But inshallah, after one month, when I go back home, I'll find more or better drugs or more or better alcohol. I'll drink it there. This is not accepted. Tawbah is not accepted in here. He must have true intention, clear niyyah, strong niyyah, that he will not come back to this sin anymore. طيب, here comes a question. Does that mean that if he comes back to this sin for some other reasons, his tawbah is not accepted? No, his tawbah is accepted. But if he is, he fell into this sin again, although he has made all of these conditions of tawbah, the old, the old sin is already erased. The old bad deed is already finished. This is a new bad deed now. That new bad sin. طيب. What if we make another tawbah? Still. There's a hadith in Al-Bukhari. Narrated to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that he said, he mentioned that a man made a sin. So he felt that this is a sin, so he repented to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with these conditions. Then later on, he made another sin. So he repented. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgave him. He asked Allah for forgiveness, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgave him. He made another sin. Then he asked Allah, he made repentance to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he asked Allah for two, three, four times. And then the last time, upon the uh, words of Al-Tirmidhi, that he subhanahu wa ta'ala said, do whatever you want to do, I will forgive him. Of course, as long as he is doing tawbah every time. So, as an example, if a person is addicted to drugs or he is smoking cigarettes, what he will do? He will make tawbah. Stop. Later on, maybe he is forcedly, he couldn't stop himself, he smoked another cigarette. He should again make tawbah with a strong intention that he wants to come back. But if he's having an intention, okay, <coughs> I'll smoke this cigarette this morning, inshallah, later on another one. So I make tawbah now, and later on I'll take care, I'll do another one. No, this is not the way. It has to be strong intention, true intention, that he wants to come back to it. But if he comes back, no problem. He should make another tawbah. And the first tawbah is accepted, inshallah. That's very important to put in mind, because this is what we understand from the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that this person is returning again and again to this sin but he is making his tawbah every time and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is accepting the tawbah of this person these are the three conditions for tawbah for tawbah of sins that which is concerning with Allah but there are some sins that concerning with also human beings a person a person who has stolen some money from the others there has to be an extra condition for tawbah in here. The three conditions we have said already. Blood, 
that he should return what he has taken from them back. Money, car, whatever. Say, what if he has said bad things about the person? Make riba on him. He also has to go and ask him for forgiveness. He made the three conditions, but he goes to the person and says, I have made riba on you, I have said bad things about you, I'm sorry, I have repented, please forgive me for this. Unless, of course, the scholar says, unless if this is going to make fitna or troubles. And here's an example, if you know the person that you go to him and say, tell him that I have made riba on you and bad, said bad things about you, I'm, I have already made tawbah, please forgive me. You say, oh, ta'ala. You made a riba on me, and he starts to make troubles on you and boxing and this. No, no, then what you will do, you will just make good words about the same person in the same place you made bad words about him. Like if you had sat in your work and you said bad things about this guy, you come back in your work and say, Wallahi, this guy, alhamdulillah, he's a very good guy, and so on and so on. So, this fourth condition is for things which is below, concerning the human beings or the others. Money or riba or bad things or whatever which is concerning the others. Yani if a man is treating his wife badly, beating her or taking her rights or doesn't give her enough money for her life and so on and he, make to, he want to make repentance, tawbah, then he should have the three conditions which discussed we already plus that he should go to this wife and try to make her satisfied and give her what she needs and if she insists to have all the money she did not get before he should pay it to her then tawbah inshallah will be accepted in this case this is a quick discussion about the case of istighfar and tawbah and I wanted really to make it quick because I don't want to keep you so long otherwise these cases if you talk about them so long you will not finish but I want you really I really request you to go and read about these cases in the material you have whether in the internet whether in books you have Read about them. Have more knowledge about them. And if you have any questions, I will be ready to hear from you. Now, or next week, or the week after. No problem. I'll be ready to hear from you. Just, I want to make these as keywords for you to just to go and try to remember them and discuss about them. When we talk about these things, what are we doing? We are making the case. I just want to remind you of hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. About those people who sit on the masjid discussing the book of Allah, the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what will happen to them? مَجْتَمَعَ قَوْمٌ فِي بَيْتٍ مِنْ بُيُوتِ اللَّهِ يَتْلُونَ كِتَابَ اللَّهِ وَيَتْدَارَسُونَهُ بَيْنَهُمْ إِلَّا حَفَّتْهُمُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ وَغَشْيَتْهُمُ الرَّحْمَةِ وَتَنَزَّلَتْ عَلِيهُمُ السَّكِينَةِ وَذَكَرَهُمُ اللَّهُ فِي مَنْ عِنْدَهِ وَقِيلَ لَهُمْ قُومُوا مَغْبُورًا with full and complete forgiveness. Just because we sat down here in this masjid to discuss about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, about Rasulullah about the book of Allah, about the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that is going to give us the benefit of being forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also, the angels are with us. Also, Rahmah is here. Sakina. Plus that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is remembering us by our names in the, with the angels in the heavens. If it's loudly mentioned, if you, if you remember Allah, you make dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loudly, Allah will, will make a loud dhikr of you with the angels. If you make dhikr of Allah by yourself alone, without loud, Allah will make dhikr of, by himself subhanahu wa ta'ala for you. On your name, 
So you're really diminishing in the heavens. Allahu Akbar. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will mention your name. Muhammad ibn Ahmad, Ali ibn Ahmad, so on. Allahu Akbar. Allah, the creator of the stand of the universe, the creator of everything, subhanahu wa ta'ala, the stand of everything. Al-Azim, subhanahu wa ta'ala, is remembering you just because you remembered him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahu Akbar. What a big benefit if we think of it. But if we are sitting with people, we are going to remember what? The money and the dunya and the cars and the jobs and this and maybe there is ghiba. Oh, that guy, khali, well, this mudir, ta'ban, this and so on, as we, we usually do. Shaitan is smart and he loves ghiba because it is the yani, worst thing that could happen among Muslims when they talk. But if they sit to talk about the Quran, the Sunnah, they talk about halal things, mubah things, yani, about their children, about their life, fine. That's okay. But it is of course to talk about Quran and Sunnah is a lot higher than that. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our deeds, accept our words and make what we have said tonight as a good thing we see inshallah in our books in the judgment day. I'll be happy to hear from you if you have any questions. If you have any question, don't ask it personally, if it's not personal, because some brothers, they come after we turn off the microphone and they ask questions. If it's not personal, please give it to us. Muhammad Hassan used to do 70, but you should do more. Astaghfirullah is enough. Astaghfirullah is one. Okay, please, Astaghfirullah alhamdulillah. But you should make more. Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah. Yani, with one second, you will do lots of stuff. Yani, don't be greedy. Don't be conduced, as you say in Urdu, huh? Somebody make this stuff big. What? Ah. Okay, no, there is different zikr. This is another zikr. Because there is a hadith of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to say that a person who says who say three times, Astaghfirullah al-Ali al-Azim wa atubu ilayh. Okay, Astaghfirullah al-Ali al-Azim wa atubu ilayh. Astaghfirullah al-Ali al-Azim If he says three times, all his bad deeds has been erased. Unless they are major sins. That's a different hadith. There's also another hadith of istighfar, Sayyid al-Istighfar, the major istighfar. Okay? Allahumma tarabbi la ilaha 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 there are some bad words that have been said. So before you leave the majlis, you say the istighfar, which is for the majlis, kafaratul majlis, and so on. So there's different words, but istighfar in here, we mentioned in here especially, the easiest one, astaghfirullah, 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 which is done by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, astaghfirullah wa atubiriya, astaghfirullah wa atubiriya, astaghfirullah wa atubiriya, which is done by Muhammad seventy times, and so on. So if you, whenever you are in the, in the street, in your car, it's easy to say. In one second, you can make a lot of istighfar. Rabbi Ghafirli Warhamni, this is another way of making istighfar, but this is dua. Dua more than zikr. Dua in here it means like Rabbi Ghafirli Warhamni, you do this in salah, especially, especially in sujood. Allahumma Ghafirli Warhamni, you know, between two sajdatain, you, you make Rabbi Ghafirli, Allahumma Ghafirli Warhamni, Wajburni Warhamni. So there's different ways. But the case is that we're talking about istighfar, which is the one one. Astaghfirullah, 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 astaghfirullah. This is very easy. Subhanallah, and just if you take it as a habit, doing this always, remembering with a good intention, then they will have this, subhanAllah, very easy for you. Allahu Akbar, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah. Yes. How do you do that? 
by remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanallah, see, we human beings, ourselves is really running around. You remember we mentioned in the beginning that self of human beings is three qualities, with three qualities. Nafsul Ammara, Nafsul Lawama, Nafsul Mutma'inna. Nafsul Ammara always trying to push you away from being a zakir, a person who may remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? Because it wants to drag you with the help of shaitan to Jahannam. So if you say, no, myself, I'm not going to allow you to do this. I'm going to force you to be Nafsul Mutma'inna. Nafsul Lawama, good Nafs, by doing istighfar always. Just a habitual way. You have the habit of working up such and such hour. Right? Daily. I have a habit of sleeping such and such hour. I have a habit of doing this every day. Make the istighfar also another way in your life that I have a habit when I walk alone and when I, when I first put my head on my pillow, I have to make a lot of istighfar. When I sit down, nobody's around. Instead of watching TV and seeing these dirty looks, I should sit down somewhere with my children and make istighfar. Teach your children istighfar. Wallahi subhanallah, I, I, among times that I'm sitting with my children, they remind me of istighfar. Without telling me, dad make istighfar, they make istighfar. A child of three years doesn't make istighfar. What do you do? You will feel ashamed of yourself that the child is making istighfar and you are not doing it. So you make istighfar with him. And one of the children once, we had a problem in, uh, I mean, in the house, uh, some kind of a problem. What can we do? What can we do? So the child said, uh, Dad, why don't we make a stafar? This will solve the problem, inshallah. Yalla, make a stafar. So everybody is making a stafar. So in this case, you, you just make the child it's habitual. Now the child will remind you. The child will remind you. Instead of teaching him how to be like a boy strong with Spanish, teach him how to make a stafar. Instead of leaving him for these dirty mass media to teach him bad things, teach him stafar. Teach him dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alhamdulillah. Teach him how. And what did Muhammad Hassan do? When the child came to eat with him, وسلم, and the child was eating like this from the, the, the pot, he told him what? He told him, Ya Ghulam, Sammillah, wa kul mimma yaleek. Sammillah means this is a dhikr, to make a bismillah before you eat. So we should teach our children to make bismillah before eating. And if they forget, make bismillah. If they forget, we make bismillah. When they finish, we should teach them, say Alhamdulillah. So dhikr will be in their mouth always. In this case, they will remind us. Because sometimes we are forgetting, we hear our children making istighfar or making dhikr, oh, Jazakallah, Alhamdulillah, So, directly like this. When you see people are making istighfar, you will be jealous. Make istighfar also, like this. So you will gain more ajab in your life. When your day is finished, by sunset, your papers will be folded. If the day, it will be full of istighfar. Our mother Aisha said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi and Tuba, as abundant some of the Mufassir or the Hadith explainer, they say Tuba is a tree in Jannah. One kind of trees of Jannah, this Tuba will be for the people who are making a lot of istighfar. What kind of tree is it? It's the tree where you cannot see the end of it. So in your Jannah, in your house in Jannah, in your area in Jannah, with these four rivers, Allahu Akbar. River of what? Water, clean water. River of Lebanon. River of Atal, honey. River of, river of alcohol, but not alcohol. Khamr. Khamr without alcohol. Khamr without alcohol. And it will not change the mind. Alcohol is changing the mind. This is Khamr, but it's not changing the mind. 
So forever in your own garden, own paradise. Plus so many trees, Tuba and the other trees you have. And put in mind that a mu'min is having his Jannah, which is almost 2,000 miles. But still from his place he can see the end of the Jannah. Nothing stops his eyes from going to see all around. And if you have a, a farm, your house in the farm, where you sit in the farm, trees will stop you from seeing what is behind that. But in Jannah, there's nothing that stops your, your sight from seeing all around. So make more istighfar to have the Tawbah in Jannah, as our Mayor Aisha said. And also make istighfar to have more good deeds so your scale will be heavy. And that costs nothing. Subhanallah, costs nothing. Very easy, very simple. Astaghfirullah, 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 astaghfirullah. Very simple. It won't cost any money. Your account in the bank will not be touched. Don't worry. Yes. 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 To Al Masjid in Fajr Fair. I have read this by the way from the brothers from India subcontinental, by the way. This is really very important and thank you for reminding me. What is must to be done when you get into the masjid? Before Al Fajr Fair. Okay. What must is to do this to Raka'ah of Ratiba, which is called Sunnah, but the name is Ratiba, which is Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi never left it, even in traveling. Do I have to do it? Tahiyyat al Masjid first? No Tahiyyat al Masjid? The greeting of the Masjid because Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Clear Hadith. If you have a Hadith al Masjid, Fala Yajdis, Hatta Yusalli Rakatay. Yani, or Hatta Yusalli Tahiyyat al Masjid. Yani, we are not allowed to get into the Masjid anytime unless we do to Rakat before we sit down. Anytime, after Al Asr, after Al Fajr, anytime. Whenever we get to the Masjid, even if it's not allowed to make any Salah. There is sometimes which is not allowed for salah after the fajr until the sun rises up for about 20 minutes, uh, before the door about 10 minutes, before the door when the shams goes, before goes, goes. Also, uh, for after the asr prayer and the maghrib prayer, these are not the time for sunnah. Nobody does sunnah. But there is something with reasons like tahiyyat al-masjid. Tahiyyat al-masjid means a grieving of a masjid, the masjid. When you come into the masjid after the asr, do sit down. Do to rak'ah, which is tahiyyat al-masjid. Anytime you get to the masjid, Unless there is salah in there, ah, which is come to it in here. But no way, to, we are not allowed, upon the words of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we are not allowed to sit down and get to the masjid unless we do this to rak'at, tahiyyat al-masjid, the greeting of the masjid. Greeting of the masjid is to rak'at. Come back to the, our, the question of our brother here. What if I come to the masjid? Should I do tahiyyat al-masjid? Then the two rak'at, which is the sunnah or ratibah of al-fajr? No. Do the ratibah, which is enough for tahiyyat al-masjid, not vice versa. Okay? Do the two rak'ahs with the intention of that these two rak'ahs are the ratibah or sunnah, not tahiyyat al-masjid. Tahiyyat al-masjid is no need. That's why if you come and salah is there, you don't have to make tahiyyat al-masjid, because you have to go to the salah. But we have a fantastic or important remark in here. I noticed a lot of our brothers from India subcontinental, they come while the salah is on. Iqamah is already, or Imam is in the first rak'ah. They go somewhere and they make two rakats. 
ضد نقل العهد. أقول ذكرت محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا أقيمت الصلاة فلا صلاة إلا المكتوبة. آه فجلس الصلاة already on الفجر والظهر العصر والمغرب العشاء is already on you get to the masjid no two rak'ahs to be done directly get to the, to the salah. طيب what if I did not pray the two rak'ahs before الفجر which is very important and محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم قال ركعتي الفجر خير من الدنيا وما فيها. ركعتي الفجر these two rak'ahs are better than whole dunya. الله أكبر. طيب I want to do this rak'ah. I came late I found the imam is prayed. Fine. Get into the salah, al-fajr, pray with imam. When you finish, you can do these two rak'ah, qada'an. Qada means, يعني, you have not done it before, so you do it after, no problem. Okay, but not always. I didn't make it a habit. Every time you come to the salah, you make it. It's not the way. But this is, if you miss this salah before, before, before the salah al-fajr, you miss these two rak'ah, do them after al-fajr. It's better to leave the mental sun rise about 20 minutes. If you can do so, fantastic, alhamdulillah. يعني, as an example, if you do salah, al-fajr, you go home and you relax until the time of work. Time of work, you leave يعني, after the sun is rising about 20 minutes. Make wudu and make these two rakats. Fantastic. Otherwise, you can do it after salah directly. But don't do these two rakats while Imam is praying. This is not allowed. Clear hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If salah is already on, فلا صلاة no other صلاة except المكتوبة. Even though صلاة تحية المسجد is must be done but not سنة. يعني if you get into the masjid during the imam while the imam is making the khutbah you are not supposed to sit down until you sit to the two rakats. تحية المسجد is a must. But no سنة to be done. يعني I have seen no stranger I don't know why Some Muslims, they are in the masjid already. They have done already the tahiyyat al-masjid. And they are sitting already and they are reciting Quran. When the imam comes and says, Assalamu alaikum, and the imam is there, he stood up, stands up and he makes the rakah. What is this? From where he gets it? There has to be very little of it. Usually we have a rule. We have a fantastic rule. We have to put in mind always that nothing is deemed to be done unless there is a delay. Anything to be done in deen is not allowed unless there is an evidence of Quran and Sunnah. And anything in dunya is allowed unless there is evidence to forbid. Yani, this rule may explain to us that there are two things in our life dunya and deen. Life and religion. In life, whatever you want to do, do it. Unless there is an evidence to say, don't do it. Like what? I want to drink some water. Fine. I want to drink some alcohol. No, no, wait. Alcohol, there is an evidence to say it's not allowed. But what about juice? There is nothing in Quran to say or Sunnah to say drink juice or don't drink juice. We drink juice. Pay you back. Go ahead. But the other way, the other side, which is the case of religion, no. Don't do anything in religion. Whatever it is, unless you have an evidence that it is ordered by Allah or by Rasulullah. Someone to come and say, I want to make extra salah. And we have five salah a day. Well, I can make more. What do you want to do? I will make salah, I will call it midnight salah for rak'ah like al isha. I say, no, wait, you can't do this. Ya yeah, Habib, I'm doing salah. No, still, don't do salah unless you are doing the way of Muhammad. You want to make extra? Muhammad has told us how to make extra salah. Twelve rak'ah during the whole day, four before the door, two after the door, two after the maghrib, two after the isha, two before the vision. This is called ratibah. You want to make extra, extra, jazakallah khair. There is 11 rak'ahs during the night, tahajjud. Qiyam al-layl, if you can do it, alhamdulillah, do it. There is salat al-duha. 
which is in the, in the morning, when the, sun go, when the sun goes about 20 minutes, when the sun rises 20 minutes after the sun rises, and 10 minutes or 15 minutes before the door. This is called Salat al-Buha, you can do anywhere. Two rak'ahs, two rak'ahs, as Abba you like. You go ahead. No problem. But don't come and say, I'll make different Salat. A Salat, as an example, with three rak'ahs in the al-Buha. No, there's no way to do this. So anything in deen, do it only if there's an evidence of Quran and Sunnah to tell us to do it. And if you're in dunya, do whatever you want to do unless there is an evidence to say it is forbidden. Alhamdulillah. Let me remind you also again about the case of cigarettes, dukhan. So you will say, find me an ayah in Quran or hadith in Sunnah to say that cigarettes are haram. There is nothing. But there are, there is a clear ayah that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi any tayyib, good thing to be eaten or, or drinking, which is tayyib, this is allowed. Anything which is khabith, bad thing for us, then it is haram. Now, if you ask yourself, do you think cigarettes is tayyib? Nobody says this. But some people say, no, no, no. One guy said, no, no, cigarettes is tayyib, it's good. Tayyib is good. Do you say bismillah before you start it? When you like the cigarettes, do you say bismillah? Nobody says this. When you finish, do you say alhamdulillah? Nobody says this. Do you give it to your child as a gift? Good, it's good. Give it to your child. No, nobody do this. They know that it's khabib. So they... But just shaitan is driving me away to, to do this. This is it. Huh? So always just ask yourself to these questions. To this rule for dunya things and for deen things. For life things, for religion things. This will give you very easy and simple rule which will show you what's halal, what's haram. After Raja, hmm? uh, somebody stood up and uh, performed Surah Yes, after Adhan, this is another case, except for Al-Fajr, of course, except for Al-Fajr. This is Sunnah of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He said in the hadith, Bayna kulli adanayni salah. Adanayn here means the Adhan and Niqam. After Adhan of Zuhur, you can pray as much as you want. Plus this, of course, for rakat. After Adhan of Al-Maghrib, you can do as much as you want of, of uh, Salah. Because there are two rakats or more, Muhammad calls it Salah. Bayna kulli adanayni Salah. So when you are in the masjid and you hear the Adhan, you can stand up and make two rakats or four rakats, two, 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 as much as you want. No problem. That is accepted. Because this is the sunnah of Muhammad But it's not a must. Because he said, Bayna kulli adanayni Salah. Bayna kulli adanayni Salah. Three times, then he said, Liman Shah. Yani for the one who wants. So if it's not Liman Shah, here it will be a must on us. But he said, Liman Shah, means for the ones who wants. So this means it's not a must on us. We can do it if we want. Yani if you are in the message and you hear the Adhan, you can come and meet. That's not, of course, for the case of Jumu'ah. And not also for the case of Al Fajr. Al-Fajr, there is only two rak'ahs to be done after Adhan of Al-Fajr and until Salat Al-Fajr. These are the Sunnah Al-Fajr, which is the Ratiba, the two rak'ahs. All. And Jum'ah, if you allow me in a minute. Jum'ah also, we are not supposed to make any Salah after Adhan because Imam is making Khutbah. And Khutbah, we are required to listen. First Adhan, no problem. Two as much as you can. No problem. Yes, brother. 
No, no, no. No, no. No, no. No, These two rakats you are making for which is al-fajr sunnah is enough. It's two rakats. If you perform two rakats in home and we come to Majid, then we... You don't sit down and please make a rakatin because this is tahiyyat masjid only. Yes. Some people do this. Some people when they hear adhan al-fajr, they make wudu. While their children are waking up and this and they are ready for salah, he is making these two rakats, which is for al-fajr. Fantastic. This is because sunnah of Muhammad is to do these all sunnah at home. I'll come to this in a point, in this point. But when he comes to the masjid, when he do, 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 do the two at home, and he comes to the masjid, and the qama is not on already, so he should not sit down and to make two rakats. Okay? Um, what was the point I was trying to say? Forget. Yes, then at home. There's a clear hadith of Muhammad, thank you. So a clear hadith of Muhammad, that أفضل صلاة الرجل الرجل في بيته إلا المكتوبة. The best salah of the man is to do it at home, except the fard, مكتوبة which is the fajr, the dhuhr, the asr, the maghrib, the isha. So you should have a habit of doing every salah, except these five salat, مكتوبة or fard, you should do it at home. What are the benefits? So many. First benefit is to follow Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم. Second benefit is that is more ikhlas will be at home than the masjid. Third benefit is to teach your children and your wife to do these rakats. And more benefits to come, more and more. So try. But some people say, Allah, oh, listen, when I leave the masjid, oh, oh, I'm busy with things. I can't really remember these rakats. When I come home, there's a lot of headaches and problems and this Or I leave the masjid to go to work. Fine. If you think that you cannot do it at home for any reason, do it at the masjid. But it's better, preferred to do it at home. Other example. Now you came to the masjid, and you know that if you leave the masjid, you will go to some work. You have something to be done. You have to go and go back home. So it's better to do it in the masjid. After salah, you are you are planning to go to Batha, to this, to that, for some work. Then do it now. Do it after salah. But if you are going back home after salah directly, then wait. Make istighfar, make tasbih, make dhikr. Then when you finish the of salah, then go home and do this salat at home. Jazakumullah khair. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika. Jazakumullah khair. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika. Jazakumullah khair. See you inshallah next week.